Greetings. You are listening to the podcast of Ignitus Ministries, and this is your host, Pastor Tom Fillinger, speaking. The topic of our podcast today is three characteristics of leaders who lead well during seasons of controversy. <laughs> There's no question that we are leading currently in a season of controversy. So, here are the three characteristics of effective leaders during times of controversy. Number one, conviction over courage. Number two, communication under control. And number three, a commitment to the truth. And here's a quote by Francis Schaeffer that correlates with that third uh, characteristic, a commitment to the truth. Schaeffer said, Truth carries with it confrontation. Truth demands confrontation nevertheless. If our reflex action is accommodation regardless of the truth involved, there is something wrong. That's by Francis Schaeffer. So let's consider the characteristics that we listed. Characteristics of leaders who lead well during seasons or times of controversy. One of the great lessons of life is that faithful leadership matters. When leaders fail, it harms more than the leader who falls. Likewise, when leaders succeed, everyone who follows closely behind will enjoy the victory. Average leaders can lead when the waters are calm, but true and brilliant leaders shine when the sea is angry and the outcome is questionable. What makes a great leader? When we examine leaders and faithful leadership, there are three characteristics that stand out, and such characteristics are necessary for pastors in local churches and Christian leaders who are entrusted with leadership of institutions, organizations, and denominations. So here's that first characteristic, conviction over courage. Courage is the willingness to take risk, but conviction is the willingness to subject yourself to risk after having considered both the positive and negative outcomes that may result. One man who exemplified great conviction in church history was Jonathan Edwards. After becoming the successor to his grandfather in the church in Northampton and serving faithfully for more than 20 years, a source of controversy regarding the Lord's Supper created the division between Edwards and his people. Although Edwards desired to make his points clearly known, through a sermon series to the people, the leadership thought it would be best for him to put his 
theological positions in print. So before the book was finished, printed, and delivered to Northampton, the controversy reached a boiling point. I will say, interjecting here, when controversy is not dealt with, man, it always gets worse. It never gets better on its own. You must confront controversy. So in a letter to John Erskine on May 20th, 1749, Edwards wrote the following, A very great difficulty has arisen between my people relating to the qualifications for communion at the Lord's table. My honored grandfather Stoddard, my predecessor in the ministry over this church, strenuously maintained the Lord's Supper to be a converting ordinance and urged all to come who were not of scandalous life, though they knew themselves to be unconverted. I formally conformed to his practice, but I've had difficulties with respect to it, which have been long increasing until I dared no longer proceed in the former way, which has occasioned great uneasiness among my people and has filled the country with noise. <laughs> the result of this controversy is that Jonathan Edwards was fired. We often remember him for his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and how God used him during a season of revival. But it must be remembered that although Jonathan Edwards lost his pulpit as a result of his convictional stand, we still remember Jonathan Edwards to this very day and are grateful for his willingness to stand firm with a rugged conviction. And by the way, folks, after they fired Edwards, guess who they called to be their interim, interim pastor? Jonathan Edwards. So here's the second characteristic. Communication under control. Without question, words matter, and how we employ the words, we choose matters even more. Great leaders learn to use words like great soldiers learn to use their swords. A master craftsman learns to use his tools well, and a great leader learns to use his words well. Without question, one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world was Winston Churchill. He emerged as the leader of England during its darkest hour. With conviction and self-determination, Churchill stood when many men refused. When other men remained silent, Churchill spoke. And when he spoke, people listened. Winston Churchill was a man who understood the value and power of words. Edward Murrow explained, Churchill did far more than commission troops into war. He also mobilized the English language and sent it into battle. As a leader, he understood he would be quoted in the newspapers and that people would gather around their radio to hear him make his public addresses. For Churchill, words were his tools and weapons that he would use to lead England to victory. Many people believe that a man of great words was used to save England during its darkest hour. 
one point Churchill suggested that British people themselves had the heart of a lion, but he went on to say, I had the luck to be called upon to give the roar. Church leaders and pastors must always remember the value of words and how they should be employed, especially during times of controversy. When leaders speak during seasons of controversy, people are often often listening with eager anticipation. The words chosen will be used for clarity, light, heat, warnings, and exhortation to stand, even when the cost may be high. And by the way, there's an article in the newsletter, it's from the blog of Tim Chalice, on wise use of words, especially in this social media that we're currently living in. So here's the third characteristic, commitment to truth. What separates an average politician from a great leader is one who is unwilling to capitulate on the truth. During seasons of controversy, people need faithful leaders who understand that the truth matters. The church needs far more than an average politician The church has seen enough political characters come and go, rise and fall. Bold and convictional leadership within the church is characterized by a firm commitment to the truth of the gospel. Once man who exemplified such commitment in church history was Martin Luther. After attempting to have a conversation within the Roman Catholic Church, on issues of indulgences in 1517 by nailing his 95 theses to the castle door in Wittenberg, Luther would eventually be converted, come to the daunting realization that no such internal conversation or opportunity for reform would be possible. What really sent the Reformation into full motion was Luther's courageous stand at the Diet of Worms. While Luther's stand exemplified conviction and the proper use of words, he made it known that the truth of the gospel must be defended and is worthy of more than a courageous stand. If necessary, it's worthy of death. So as the royal assembly publicly accused him, he was commanded to be silent until called upon to speak. Then the moment came. All of Luther's books were on tables before him. He was asked if these were his books. He was then asked to recant of everything he had written. Luther, notice this, in a humble voice, spoke up and asked for additional time to consider his answer. He was given until the following day. On the next day, Luther is once again brought before the assembly. Late the following afternoon, he stood before the table of books once again. Upon being asked to recant, he responded with these words, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not recant of anything since it is neither safe nor right 
to go against conscience, I cannot do otherwise. Here I stand. May God help me. Amen. As Luther was being escorted out, the shouts of protest and requests for Luther's life were ringing in his ears, and as he was taken back to his quarters upon entering the room, he was relieved that he had come through. He turned to a friend and said, If I had a thousand heads, I would rather have them all lopped off than to abandon my gospel. Luther boldly took his stand for the truth, and as a result, the Reformation continues to march forward to this very day. So when the church experiences seasons of controversy, men of conviction who understand that truth matters must be willing to stand firm. Pastors and church leaders must learn from the example of Luther. During seasons of controversy, far too many leaders refuse to stand because they're attempting to protect their own legacy or their little empire within evangelicalism while ignoring the fact that God's truth is being assaulted. So will you remember as a leader who stood courageously to defend the truth, or will you be remembered as a sleeping lion who refused to roar? Faithful leaders are willing to defend the truth because they recognize something far greater than their platform is at risk. The souls of men and women, boys and girls, are assaulted when the truth is compromised. During seasons of controversy, people look for leaders who stand up, speak up, and lead forward through the fog of controversy. May the Lord be pleased to raise up faithful leaders in our day. The fog of controversy. There's no question there's a lot of fog out there today, man. So I trust that these uh, three characteristics of great leaders who lead during times of controversy shape your leadership. You can reach me by calling 803-413-3509 or sending me an email at info at igniteus.net. God bless as you lead in this seasons of controversy. I look forward to your response. God bless. Until next time. Bye-bye.